Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. This is April 19th. It's your post-Raw review. I had the wrong brand up there, Denise. I had this one. You were almost Jeremy Lambert. I know. And in my mind, I was going to tell you to fix it, but then I kind of got a little sidetracked and then I just kind of forgot. <laughs> and then like, it kind of threw me off. Like usually we have like 10 seconds before we actually go live. So yeah. I wasn't even like fully ready. And I was like, oh, we're live. I don't think anybody would have noticed if I didn't put it up there. So if I didn't tell everybody. So just I mean, a very I, new look for Jeremy Lambert, you know? Yeah, it, indeed it is. Uh, guys, <laughs> how about this? How about tonight? No ad reads. We're, we, we've all suffered. We've all struggled through this night. No ad reads. We will be supported only by your super chats to show you how much I appreciate you and also how exhausted that I am. Um, I'm going to do some plugs, though. Please check out our interview with Chelsea Green. According to her Twitter, it's going to be the only one that she does, at least for a while. I am very proud of that. It is already our most downloaded interview of 2021, and it, is, it hasn't even been up a full entire day yet. So please go check that out. Uh, share it, because the more that you guys share it on like Facebook groups and all that good stuff, the more people see it, and I would really appreciate it. And if you would leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We got a big week. Denise here will be back on Sunday with me. We're going to be talking about Impact Rebellion, Denise. I'm excited. I, you know, I had it down in my calendar and then I was like, oh, it's still a couple weeks away. And then bam, it was like, oh, it's this week already. Oh my God. It's so just that, everything's going by so fast. That happened to me this week. And then Impact hits me up and they're like, hey, do you want to interview Eddie Edwards? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to interview Eddie Edwards. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's for this weekend. That's exactly. Rebellion. Exactly. Just, That's how I felt too. Like even it, right now when you were saying like, oh, you're about to announce something about me. I was like, what, did, what is he talking about? Like, what's he going to announce? <laughs> so hopefully I show up on Sunday. Just yeah. Kidding. If I'm not, don't up. worry. Steven Jensen will be there. <laughs> uh, you guys know Steven from our Impact Watch Alongs and he does the Fightful Select 
Weekender podcast. If you guys are ever like, oh, I want more Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor, GCW coverage, uh, NXT UK, he has you covered every single week. He did some incredible, incredible coverage of the collective. Please check that out. We got some super chats. Anakin says, Chelsea Green interview was fantastic. Great job. I think a lot of people expected her, and she probably rightfully could have buried the company, but she was very optimistic. And Denise, I think somebody with as many options as she has is probably going to be optimistic. Look, nobody and nobody wants to look better after leaving the company. Like, it's not a pretty look. You know that. It's not a pretty look. I think it's better. Like, even if your feelings are hurt, And yeah, obviously sadness is unavoidable. You're going to feel that you don't want to look like bad. You don't want to look like you're, you're, you're upset because if you are, then you're almost like you don't have hope for yourself. And I think that Chelsea Green, you know, amongst, you know, Billy Kay, Peyton and Mickey James is definitely going to go out and, you know, make herself into something. And if anything, I think that, you know, now she's going to see more of the possibilities of what she can do and maybe even do more than she might've set out to do. So I think if anything, it's very, exciting time um and especially for somebody like chelsea green that can actually go out and you know like you said have options so i do think that approach is just a lot better and you know it just looks better everybody thinks your hair looks great too look at that denise i actually did it today that's why (laughs) we have a ton of super chats brandon charles powell says that interview was great so much energy and charisma we spent a full hour just on wwe stuff we will talk again about like Lucha Underground and Impact and MLW and all that good stuff as well. But uh, make sure you guys check that out. She was really, really great in that interview. And also her dog during the interview ate one of Matt Cardona's figures. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> Colt Bedeau says instead of ad reads, you can just play what we saw a hundred times. Why? Uh, they'll they'll just do that themselves. I almost just want to chat about anything else, like anything else. Well, fortunately, we're getting a bunch of super chats. Uh, anyway, Alex will have a field day with this episode. Oh boy, will he? He did two hours on the releases and SmackDown. So check out Sour Graps as well. Norm says, excited for this restaurant quality review of a gas station sushi Monday Night Raw. Snacks on me, SRS and Denise. I appreciate you, Norm. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Nerd Nerd Guru says, evergreen super chat. This Raw sucked. It's basically a rerun. Nothing happened. Nothing was accomplished. And like Alex says, Everything sucks. Can I just say that I thought, okay, so last week I came on here and we, and I felt bad because we literally just talked smack on the whole show the entire time. And I thought today was going to be a little bit better. I don't know why I thought that, but I actually thought tonight's episode of Raw was a lot worse than last week's episode of Raw. And I did not see that coming. And I just, I blame myself. Well, we, we've got a lot of people who want to talk about anything but Raw. <laughs> Dominic says, I chose to watch my Royals lose to the Rays instead of watching Raw, which is just as disappointing. Unfortunately, the Reds did not play tonight, so I didn't get that that option, unfortunately. Uh, Ricardo Holtz says, Fightful Select, worth my $10. Yeah, and you guys can get in for just 5 bucks Every single day, I've got exclusive news up there. We have seven shows a week. It's a good time. Rob Reed says, I couldn't do it this time. I turned it off when Mandy and Dana came out. The whole show to that point outside of Orton and Riddle felt like it was a rerun of last week. I feel like we say this all the time, Denise. They People can watch a five-minute highlight video and they'll miss nothing from Raw. Watch last week's highlight video and you'll be perfectly fine. But I felt tempted 
tempted. If this wasn't my job, I would have switched during that Miz segment with him and Maurice and babe this and babe that. I near, I, I, I exploded, Sean. I exploded. Like mentally, I couldn't handle it, okay? I could handle a lot. This one broke me. It broke me. Yeah, there was some really bad stuff. August 3 says that rather than hire Ed Nunvert, maybe take Dio Madden out of, out of that and put him back on commentary. Send Moa Joe to SmackDown, manage your talent better. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying here, but <clears throat> Dio Madden wanted to wrestle again. Adnan Verk is supposed to be a play-by-play guy. Vince specifically wanted what he called a pro's pro. So, I mean, there, <clears throat> there are different roles here, and Dio wanted to wrestle from what I understand. So I, I can't really criticize them for that. And I thought Adnan Verk did better this week than last week, but I thought last week he was really bad. It, did you see any improvement? Honestly, I noticed a lot of word stumbling, kind of like when you're kind of you're trying to get a word out, but instead you get another word out. I noticed that a lot throughout today's show, especially at the top portion of the show. I noticed that a lot of stepping on each other's, you know, toes there. I caught that in the beginning and just very, very general general comments about what we're seeing like and any like you could almost plug in a lot of what was being said into like any other programming and it'll probably make sense in that end too so to me it was just like all right i get like it was better than last week because there wasn't any obvious mistakes that were made but i don't think it's anything like out of this world where i'm like oh yeah it was an amazing improvement it was just butterflies the first night Man, I as we continue to talk about this, there's more super chats not about raw roll in, but I'll address this one. Kate Hensler says any word on Omos and AJ injury or bad writing? From what I was understanding, Omos wasn't cleared last Monday. That's that's a rumor. I don't know specifically why, but I heard some stuff. Um, but yeah, they weren't there. But Denise, you gotta mention them on the show. Have them film a phone promo or something. I feel like they could they could do anything, 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 really. There was a lot on today's show that you could have easily swapped out and, again, done something, like you said, pre-taped, whatever it could be, something. But they didn't do that. Oh, boy. Uh, a bunch, a bunch. Well, like, even non- look at Seamus. We didn't even see him last week, and we finally yeah. got something today. John says, hey, I've got to chime in. They're complacent, and until either Vince is gone or a new show comes in on Mondays, nothing will change. That's sad but true. I agree with John there. They have shown that like, not even AEW popping a really amazing number for them last week motivated them to do really any better, Denise. And Cyclops says, never feel bad about crapping on Raw, Denise. It's bad. I used to. I used to feel really bad about it. I felt like I wasn't giving it a fair shake, but I have given it a fair shake. They have eroded all goodwill and and like like they've got me at the end of my rope with stuff like that. Yeah, see, that's the same thing for me because I do even today, even like every bad thing that I have to say, every negative critique, I'm gonna feel bad about it, but it has to be said. But it's just I cannot and I was gonna tweet this and I swear I tweeted it, I deleted it, I tweeted it, I deleted it. Like I didn't officially tweet it, but I wrote it out. And it was like I cannot watch the same things over and over and over again. And that's the problem. 
It Anakin gets boring. Says, Anakin says, how tempted were you to watch Elevation instead? Well, I was very tempted considering the lineup that they had when they got like Kenny Omega and Britt Baker and Ricky Starks on Elevation. Uh, Evan writes this, let's turn this into a dark Elevation stream. All jokes aside, Layla wearing Mizunami's glasses in the six-man main event ruled really good stuff. I know a lot of people are like, well, AEW, they've got too much content. And I don't disagree. It's tough to follow, but... Also, Denise, if you're AEW and you're paying all these people a salary, you might as well get the cameras rolling and get those matches out of them. And then, by the way, you can say to Warner Media, HBO Max, hey, we got all these hours of content if you guys want to, I don't know, give us some millions of dollars. Or they can do the whole, our audience is watching one billion hours of our content a week. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we're, we're here on that Thursday on that <laughs> quarterly call. That's happening. Nerd Drew says, Alex's SmackDown sour graps have one of my favorite quotes in history. You don't get to say, sorry, kid, budget cuts to Samoa Joe. And Denise, the thing about those releases, which I did plenty of coverage on that. We don't have to get too much into it. It'll come up during the show. There are people that have said, I don't want that 90-day no-compete. If it's really about budget cuts, Denise then WWE would be very happy to just be like, okay, well, I don't, we don't have to pay you for 90 days then. Like the whole thing with Andrade, like he didn't get the 90 day. So he it's like- shit on him though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously different circumstances. I'm not going to bring that up, but it's it does suck though, you know? Like, hey, like you still got to wait your 90 days, but what can you do, man? I don't even know what you can do anymore. But I, I do agree with what Alex said though here with it's Samoa Joe. Yeah. I don't I really hope and I know that I'm you know speaking out of like crazy here but I really hope that TK is getting that checkbook ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Kinshiro said apparently I made the last or the the right choice not watching raw. Have some money for your sacrifice. Zach says, "Let me put this in perspective. I'm watching a soap with two witches, a talking doll, hell itself and warlocks. It makes more sense than Alexa's story." So, w- let's go ahead. We'll start covering raw. Alexa said some stuff that didn't make any sense to a doll. And that, there we go. That was, that was that segment. You know, I consider myself a young hip person. I'm up to date, Sean, with the music and all of that. Right. Don't laugh at me. This segment made me feel old. (laughs) So old because I just felt like I wasn't immature enough. To be into this. I wasn't immature enough to believe this Lily doll and Alexa Bliss in this swing. I felt old. And do you have any idea how bad that makes me feel? I think Alexa looks cool, but then they get that doll out there and it does the bite thing. It's too childish. I can't. I feel too old. CJ Dar, fellow Bengals fan, says, Since Ross sucked, what did you think of new Bengals jerseys? Uh, They're fine. I think that the the Bengals have needed updated jerseys for a long time i wish they'd go like the inverse like predominantly black with like orange stripes i think that'd be cool anakin said any idea why mania night one removed rain delay promos and mandy falling down especially if they're continuing this ridiculous angle i don't know why they removed mandy falling down because it's an angle the rain delay i understand like you can put that on a separate video or something like that denise and i didn't even know that they 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 removed it yeah. Why would they? They've been replaying it on Raw. Yep. It, it's wild. Res Dog brings up 
<laughs> Broski's Bone Cruncher. It put on a better show than tonight's Raw. I got to look at that thing after, which I mean, I think Matt Cardona posted a picture of it, but she showed me and it was like her dog annihilated that thing. She was afraid it was a valuable figure. And I was like, no, he's got a bunch of those. Omar asked the question about AJ and almost as well. Seamus is on Raw Talk, says, guess who's on Raw Talk? <laughs> I know I'm being a Richard, but I hope, I hope I can be long and strong with Blue Chew, get some rest on the Helix and eat some Magic Spoon. Thank you. Rob Reed says, the Chelsea interview was great and already bought a hot mess shirt. Yeah, check out her, her uh, pro wrestling tees. And Denise, Levi Cooper is going to be a star, already working. That's Tucker. What have you thought about his 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 Twitter posts? Have you been seeing these? I saw the ones that he posted the day that he got released, but I haven't been seeing anything new. The last one I saw was when he was going, freedom, baby. And then he was talking about, he can't he wait to the tell the story. What else? He's at the golf course. He's doing all kinds of, he's showing a lot of personality. I love it. Cyclops says, I'm so happy that Bianca got away from Raw. Yikes, it's bad. Well, that Bianca build on SmackDown was not any better. It was, it was bad. And I, I said, I saw somebody say, oh, but Sean, they're building new stars. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Bianca was not on Raw. She got drafted lost a bunch of tag team matches. And then because she and Sasha are so good, they made a special moment out of their talent. I I think that it's great that she's gone, but man. Here's the thing though. It's SmackDown. I feel like there are certain weeks where we see shades of raw in SmackDown. And mm-hmm. I won't go out here and say that SmackDown is a world of a difference to raw. Sometimes like last week, I felt like it was a very similar to raw. Kinshiro says, wait, they found my crap horror stories I wrote when I was 10 and used them for Alexa. I want those royalties. It does feel like that, doesn't it? And Rob Reed talks about Alexa's sock puppet. It's so just, ugh. Are they selling that Lily doll yet on like WBShop.com? Because I I'm, feel like this whole storyline is just to sell those Lily, Lily dolls. And I haven't checked to see if they're being sold. I haven't seen anything about that, but... That's my guess, my estimation. But we do need to cover Raw. And uh, we'll we'll go in and out of these Super Chats because the majority are not about Raw. And we appreciate that, guys, because this show was garbage. The Viking Raiders came out. And guess who they faced, Denise? No idea who. Cedric and Shelton, again. It was a competitive match. Ah, Why why two weeks in a row? Why do you need to do this? Why couldn't this have been... Any other two people. You couldn't get Brendan Vink back there to lose a match. I wouldn't even call it a competitive match. It was not good. It was not great last week. It wasn't good this week. It felt like your very, very basic, nothing special match, unfortunately. There was nothing here that I liked. And I mean, they literally, they already literally practically squashed Shelton and Cedric last week. And then this week again, A, we don't have to see the match again. And secondly, there was nothing impressive that came out of this. Nothing. I mean, we, we saw it last week. Why do we need to see this again? What is the purpose of us seeing this again? Also, also, Shelton and Cedric, one of the things that we said that the second thing that they left the Hurt business was that they were just going to go right back down, uh, you know, lose their spot on like 
being focused more, being focused more, they literally are just, they've gone down like several notches and it's like, no, I feel bad for them. Honestly, I really do, especially having to do this match again with the Viking Raiders to, you know, lose once again. It's, it's, they went from up here to down here and it, it sucks. Yeah, it really does. Uh, we've got Evan Wright saying, I miss War Machine. Well, they can't do that for a couple reasons. One, there's the Marvel trademark, but two, there's an MMA fighter by the name of War Machine that went to prison for some pretty heinous shit, and they probably don't want the association there. Richie said, I thought Alexa turned evil because she was corrupted by the Fiend. Are we now meant to believe she was evil all along? Yeah, I think she kind of was evil all along. Denise, I always got that vibe. But she wasn't the evil one, though. It's Lily that made her evil. Oh, yeah. Lily was the one that killed that killed that it's not killed the fiend but she's the one well, killed the fiend i don't even know orton says he's gone forever orton All says right. the fiend will never be back as long as he's around ever okay, because so he got lily, rko'd lily because she said tonight lily did not like the fiend and lily doesn't like any of the other girls on the raw roster i love that it's an rko that killed the fiend instead of setting him on fire bob harris says he just joined select and norm says srs did you steal your wife's mug i sure did best teacher ever <laughs> best teacher ever i wanted to get her one that said not the best teacher ever but i'm getting there but i couldn't find Did they one. sell those i'm sure tim traver says some, some snapping tail i'm on a grind on ps4 instead of raw i don't blame you nerd says this is denise's marky mark moment i guess about the alexa thing as well dylan says when's the last year raw has been actually good there was a lot of stuff in 2017 that I liked. There was a whole lot of stuff in that year that I liked. I really enjoyed the Braun Roman Reigns stuff. I really enjoyed Sasha and Charlotte hot potatoing the title. But those are two things that I can think out of the entire year. Has there been anything? That's what I'm saying. Has there been anything in the Sean Denise era of raw coverage? No. Uh, the build to Drew McIntyre winning the title and the build to... Orton and Edge's WrestleMania match. That was kind of cool. There's some some really good promos there. But other than that, no. I'm Malucha says, happy hippie holiday, Fightful family. Putting one in the air for Riddle and RVD. Cheers to the rest of the week better than this, being better than this raw trash fire. Buddy, I would count on it. NXT tomorrow, AEW Wednesday, uh, Impact, uh, go home show for the Rebellion Thursday and SmackDown Friday. Then Rebellion on Sunday after a UFC show on Saturday. Yeah, I think this week's going to get a lot better. I don't think it could possibly get worse, Denise. I hope so, because there's certain weeks where I don't think that. And then lo and behold, bam, surprise. And it just, it really affects my mood. Like, I like to come on here and be like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this. Not yeah. Too. Sexy Peasant says, Bianca still has Sasha's side plates, but Rhea has hers. Was Bianca's win a last-minute decision? Does it all have to do with heel wins at Mania? I, I think they just... They have different ones prepared at different times, and I don't know that that had really anything to do with it. Uh, Anakin says, feels like the only way Raw will improve if the second AEW show airs against it. AEW is airing against it. <laughs> I don't even think that would be the case. I don't think it would help. Evan Wright says, what does Denise think of Sin Cara's comments? I actually spoke to Sin Cara too, but putting some distance in between my, uh, this interview and Gary's. But he, he talked about how how they don't use... Latino and Latina talent very well. They don't. 
They don't. It's obvious. I mean, literally, look at what Andrade was saying. Um, When was it? I think the day of WrestleMania, he was like pointing out how like there was no, I think it was that day where he said that there was no Hispanics whatsoever, or no Mexicans. I think he said something along those lines, but it it's true though. And it's sad. It's really sad, especially when you look at like the, I mean, when you look at everything that the fact that wrestling is literally embedded is part of the Mexican culture. It's not like that here in the United States. It's like that in Mexico and the talent that is there and the fact that they're not being utilized. I mean, it's almost just like so shocking and it's sad really, but I was going to say, what can you do? But there's a lot that you can actually do. And it's just, it's sad. Well, we are going to review some of these matches because by God, like nobody is super chatting about Raw. And uh, we do have a Raw review here. We, we got through one match, but let's talk about this Drew McIntyre thing. He comes out and he wants MVP. He says he'll get retribution <laughs> on Mason T-Bar. MVP kind of dances around it, but then says they are not affiliated at all. But then they come out and they double choke slam him. Are you buying it? Do you think they're members of the Hurt Business? Or do you think this is MVP's way of saying, no, 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 these guys have not replaced Cedric and Shelton? No, yeah, definitely buying it. It was more just, I just thought this was a really weak start to Raw. I didn't like Drew McIntyre's promo. I didn't like MVP's promo. At this point, obviously, I didn't know that they were going to do the whole unmasking later on in the show. But that's what I was just thinking to myself during this, like, attack on Drew McIntyre. I was like, they're literally ruining Jack, Jack, (laughs) Drew McIntyre with this beatdown. Because with with Mace and and T-Bar essentially still having the gear, the retribution gear, and all of that it's not cool so that was my thought process into this I just thought the attack wasn't cool the promise wasn't cool and I don't see these guys as legit guys that can actually kick butt just because of the way that they've been presented with retribution so that is how I associate them so I thought unfortunately that this was a very very weak weak start to the show I did too and then what happened which I thought made sense. Drew was like, I'll fight them both. He's a baby face. He doesn't care. A little bit dumb, but he doesn't care. And Adam Pierce goes, well, you need a partner. And Drew's like, I don't want one. So we get the match. And <laughs> Mason T-Bar get DQ'd. Then Braun comes out to help Drew. Denise, where the hell was he to begin with when this is supposed to be a tag team match? I don't know. I don't have any answers here. I thought it made Drew look really bad. The fact that he couldn't defeat them. I mean, like, yeah, I get it. Two on one. All right, great. But it's Drew McIntyre. He's your former champion. He's been through hell and back. I demand a little bit more respect for Drew McIntyre. This was doofy. And Braun comes out. They have a short match. And then what happens? That ends in a DQ. And let me tell you, it was not pretty when Braun was in there. But I, I loved when Drew yanked the mask off, then slapped slapped Mace with it. I thought that was cool. Then Braun does the exact same thing. And I feel so bad. Because commentary has to be like, whoa, this is the first time we've got to look at their faces. And I'm like, yeah, but Ali has mentioned who these people are before. We know who they are. Dio commentated this show. There's a video of him getting F5 through a table that did 5 million YouTube views, Denise. 
Five million? Well, I didn't know that. Five million, Denise. Okay, that's what I didn't like too. So I do agree that I thought that it was cool when Drew McIntyre did that. I think he even said, I'm doing you a favor as he's smacking them. But okay, that was all fine, right? The match itself terrible. But I did not like commentary, literally acting like they did not know who they were. Even when they took the mask off, I can see them selling it a little bit with the mask on. But afterwards, I'm thinking, dude, you just look really, really, really bad. It, 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 it was it was not good. And like you just mentioned, you know, Deal Madden did commentary on Raw, the whole thing with Brock Lesnar, all of that. So I could pass Adnan Verk, maybe yes. acting like he doesn't know who they are but byron and Corey graves come on you can't it just looks very foolish it really really does if this was a way to get the masks off of them whatever call them call them mace and dijak or something i hope they become a successful team but this was dumb i'm so excited for them to just change their look up get something new get some new tides i don't care anything anything i'll take it Dylan says the only good Raw is like 2007, 2008. I thought that was a dark, dark period, my friend. Uh, Rob Reed says the retribution line was suffering succotash levels. Oh, I wouldn't say it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad uh, at all. Zachary says, SRS, who are your predictions for the three title fights Saturday? Well, you know what? I'm not on the MMA beat anymore, but I'm going to say Kamaru Usman, uh, Rose Namajunas, and Valentina Shevchenko. I feel pretty confident in that. I'll probably put down a parlay there, although the Wiley Zong fight, that, that's going to be a good night. Very excited to, to watch those fights as well. Planet Dan ASMR says, there's a soap called EastEnders over here, and some recent scene had dialogue where the character says, this is even better than watching WWE, even they know. That's no. sad. <laughs> I thought it was a thing. I was like, wait, we're really talking about soap? I wasn't thinking like a TV show. Just, I was thinking actual soap. <laughs> just a few years ago, wrestling felt like kind of cool. Like there were a lot of celebrities that would tweet about watching it and stuff. And like Rousey was showing up at the shows and it lost it. It lost it. Please leave us a thumbs up, guys. So people think that we're cool. Vincent says, tried watching Raw today. Give it a chance last week too. How can they expect new fans like me to watch this boring trash. I'm sticking sticking to AEW and Impact. That's that's a pretty pretty stiff condemnation there, Denise. Sean, I have a question for you. Do you ever get scared? Like when you start seeing like these ratings going down and then you start thinking like, man, what if just wrestling just dies? And then no, you I got a, I got a contract. They used to, yeah, but let's say let's say I don't know, let's just say like just dies and then you have yeah. nothing to talk about do you ever worry about that because sometimes i worry about that when i see like bad shows i start thinking to myself what are we gonna do when raw is like sitting at god knows how many thousand views instead of millions i i don't because for example these are some of the worst numbers i've ever seen for wwe raw our viewership as far as uh, people watching us right now and, and being generous to us right now higher than it's ever been so, All right, cool. So we'll be the last two people watching Raw. Wonderful. Probably us, and <laughs> Ollie Davis, and Luke Owen. Like, we'll be the last four surviving. Um, Rage Lax says, going to start watching these post shows more. Haven't watched any weekly show in so long. Glad you both went on Quizzlemania so long ago. I'm debuting an NFT on next week's Quizzlemania. I just learned what NFTs were when WWE I, made that announcement. Aren't they like a scam, though? 
Like, aren't they really not like an actual no, thing? No, not when I do it, Denise. The back okay. half of Becky's title run was also fun, he says. And Resdog says, you would have told me a year ago that AEW's women's division had better upside than Raw's. I'd laugh at you. I ain't laughing now because it's true. It's it's by far true, Denise. The pieces are coming into place for, for AEW. Things have changed. And that was the sad part of today when, you know, when we were seeing Asuka, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. These are all people that on paper are stars, but on TV right now haven't been presented or coming across as stars. Mustafa Siddiqui says, I'm 20. If I made my friends watch these Raws after I uh, showed them the Amazing Mania, they would say this childish spooky stuff is why I don't watch. And then I would Bedos, not show it to my friends. I would be embarrassed. Yes. They would on the other side, Colt hopes they do Firefly Funhouse with Alexa. Mm, I don't. I don't know about all that. I. I my I'm friends so... thought I was weird for watching wrestling when it was cool. Yeah. <sighs> Injection says, "I know everything was shit, but honestly, when I heard CM Punk's theme song the night he returned to Raw, I thought Punk made Raw cool." Punk did make Raw cool for a while. He, he very he very much did, and then they they blew it. They blew it. Really, My favorite blew wrestler it. for a long time. So I have to agree with that. Yeah, he made it cool. Riddle and New Day had a had a funny skit backstage, and then Xavier Woods interrupts Elias in the ring with his bass guitar, which I thought was funny. The best part of this match was Kofi doing the Thez press after. Xavier played the Austin theme on his bass guitar. Elias gets the win here. You know, I'd much rather Kofi win this, but at this point, I was just excited to see a clean win on Monday Night Raw, Denise. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I know, and that's kind of sad that you, that, that, that was that's what did it for you because for honestly, this match, I was watching and I was in another dimension. Like there was nothing here that gained my interest to be into this match. All I thought to myself was, okay, cool. Elias got the win. Kudos. And we're going to probably see this match again. Oh, yeah. For sure we are. I thought one of the good parts actually wasn't an intended good part. Kofi went for the SOS, and you could tell they struggled a little bit getting into the spot. But I thought that made it look a little bit more realistic, like it wasn't so smooth. So um, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. But other than that, like you know where this is going to go. I th- I thought the ri- I I'm enjoying the riddle stuff. I think it's so stupid and it's harmless fun. I but- hate it, Sean. I hate it. <laughs> I saw your tweet and I was like, oh hell's no, Sean. I'm gonna write back and tell you it's it. dumb. I hate it. It was so dumb. Like the okay, this is I'm not talking about the match. I'm talking about like all the backstage segments. They're all set up the the same way. Yeah, I'll yes. ha ha a couple of times for you know a couple of lines here and there. But it makes it makes Matt Riddle look so dumb. And then Randy Orton today when he basically said, "Oh, like who's that blonde gal?" I was like, "Bro, you guys were on the same WrestleMania card together. Like you made Riddle look like a dork. I don't what? like it." I don't know if it makes him look as dumb as if I don't know if you do you remember the R Truth? Do you remember? I don't think you would remember it, but there was a segment where R Truth years ago, I think he got in like Miz's face over something and he kept calling Maurice Carmella and he basically played everybody to get himself in a main event. They're like, What are you doing? What are you doing, R Truth? And he's like, I'm showing you how to get in the main event of SmackDown. Like, and it was that. He wasn't really dumb. He's playing everybody and getting what he can out of people. I feel like that's kind of where they lean with Riddle. It's just 
I don't think they have the foresight to do it. He no. won tonight, Denise. No, 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 no. Okay, and that win would have meant so much more if I don't care that he lost to oh. Bobby Lashley. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that. Let's wait before we okay. get to that. All I right. got some things. That was, to say. My blood pressure was going up. Rage Lax says, remember from SummerSlam 2016 to WrestleMania 33 when SmackDown made it cool to watch WWE? Me too. Hopefully when crowds return, quality does as well. If those SmackDowns were on Fox now, like, oh my God, I think that that would have been so much more redeemable. Fingers crossed. Yes. Sam Paboon says, I didn't watch Raw tonight because then Raw will always be boring until WWE does something to make Raw an awesome show. I watch NBC TV show called The Voice is better than Boy, it says something. I don't like those shows. but I like The Voice, but it's repetitive. Bless you, my friend. Like what you like. And uh, Jamie Miles says, Walter should beat you and a go-go with a chop. Yes, our feud went from Twitter to YouTube. Oh, gosh. No, no. Super sick Bud Ryan says, Denise's hair game is on 10. I love the Chelsea interview. Those usually aren't my thing, but SRS makes them enjoyable. MLB the show on Twitch, SRS. I don't have a PS5 yet. If I get one at retail, um, I will stream MLB the show on Twitch, definitely. And Aaron Miller says, RVD and Riddle, the cannabis connection, book it, Vince. RVD says he's not doing a full-time run again, but he could do some tag team stuff, right? Man, I'd take anything with them at this point. Anything would be better than what they're doing right now with Riddle. Yes, yes. Guys, get your Super Chats in. Please leave us a thumbs up. That helps us so much. So let's talk about that Matt Riddle segment. Riddle is backstage, and he interrupts Randy Orton, who is saying, Randy Orton's talking about how, like, the Fiend will never be back. And Riddle's driving around him, and he tries to get him to start RK Bro. I love this stuff, Denise. I love it. But what I like more is that Randy Orton is pissed off, and he goes to Adam Pearce, and he's like, I want to teach him a lesson. I do not know his name, but I'm going to teach him a lesson. What do you think of the backstage stuff? You going to be all pissy in your pants about it? Yes, I'm going to be pissy in my pants about it. It was stupid, Sean. It was so stupid. Like I just said, he was on the same WrestleMania card with as him. He was defending a title that well, Randy Orton was defending like three years ago. How you, do you, this is somebody who has been seen on, like say what you want about what he's been doing on Raw, but he's been being seen nonstop. No, no it was no reason for him to know it was not good. And I've got your reason now. I've got your reason. reason. What's your reason? Randy Orton has been distracted. That's a stupid reason, Sean. You're right. It is. But he's been distracted. He said as much. He doesn't know who Matt Riddle is. Why should he give a shit? He's been distracted somebody says didn't he pin randy at survivor Series 2019 i don't know i can't remember look sean it was dumb nothing you say can prove me otherwise okay like it, it was it. It, it it was literally a burial of him in two seconds every every little good thing that matt riddle did up until that point was completely over with and then well, i have more to say when we get to the actual match well, well we're getting to the actual match I th- I loved the match. I loved Riddle going back to back like sleeper four times, and then Randy being like, "I can't get out of this. I've got to sing bomb him into the table." And then they knocked the shit out of each other. They had like superplex, the the rope hung triangle, and then Riddle won with a crucifix. 
Aaron Miller said, new select subscriber, thought the Riddle's crucifix pin was kind of neat. Denise, you look miserable. (laughs) I'm not miserable. Okay, first of all, so all I want to say is, yes, this match was perfectly fine. I thought it picked up after the commercial. Prior to the commercial, I was completely bored out of my mind. You didn't like the sleeper spot? No, no, I did not. I was so bored. It put me to sleep, okay? I'm sorry. And I went into this match, and this is sad, all right? So I went into this match thinking this was going to be a squash. I should not be expecting that. I should not be expecting that. But I have been, like, trained as a viewer to think that this is what's going to happen to Matt Riddle, okay? So then we come back from the commercial break, and I did like all the chops. I mean, Randy Orton's chest was purple by the end of the, the match. I liked all of that. All of that was perfectly fine. And I... Okay, the win, fine too. But here's my problem with this. This would have gotten over so much better had Matt Riddle been in an actual competitive match with Bobby Lashley last week instead oh. of being tossed around worse than freaking Lily. I got Why a lot more. Lily's to, being tossed got, around like this. I got a lot more to say about that. Now, I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's because he's been losing and that makes it more shocking. No, I don't care. I want Riddle to benefit from this because it's a – a fresh matchup. It's Riddle and Randy Orton, right? We're going to see it six more times now. You can you can just tell. But if they do but, it but, right, it could be good. But not only that, Denise, what happened to Riddle at WrestleMania? He lost. Hey, hey Denise, wh- how, why did they book that match at WrestleMania? Because Riddle lost to Sheamus before that. Do you remember the last time he successfully defended his title? It was against Mustafa Ali. Do you know why they booked that match? Why? Because Riddle lost. To Mustafa Ali. They have beaten him four times since the beginning of March to build to this. And it's like, okay, but I, it's such ass backward stuff. Like he could have beaten these people. You could have made the U.S. title match a triple threat match. Say, hey, Matt, you, you won your match in a triple threat match. Now you're going to, you, you're going to defend it in a triple threat match, not pinned him. And then protected him on his way to this. But the reality is, Denise, we know this wasn't the plan. Why do we know this was the plan? Because as of like noon today, they were advertising Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton on WWE social media. That's very true. Wow. Colt Bedeau says, Denise will never be allowed back on watch along with all this negativity. Man, I don't believe that at all. I think that they will have her on often. Corey Bradley says, I gave up on Raw long ago. Your post shows are way more entertaining. I watched Cody versus Worldwide episode on BR Live instead. I'm, I'm liking, the, the reality is I'm liking the AEW content more right now. I am. Sean, if I get too negative, are you going to ship me off like you did to Alex when I yeah. replaced him? Because you were like, he's just, too negative, he's gone. I didn't, I gave him his own show. Now he's got his own shows on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, but you still shipped him off. You were like, but, sorry, bro, you're too negative. Get by out. By the way, his Tuesday show did numbers last week, guys. Make sure you tune in. Tuesday, 10-10 Eastern, Alex Palowski does one hell of a one-man show. I want to thank all of you guys for supporting that. Uh, th- that meant an awful lot to me that you all did that, and he he works his ass off. But Riddle gets a big win. We know where it's leading, Denise. They're just going to wrestle again. Yeah, but like I said, if they actually treated this storyline, this feud with some respect and some dignity, it could be good, okay? Now, <laughs> 
Do I have faith that that will actually happen? Probably not. Do you want to read this super chat? Pissy in her pants. Does Denise need depends? Huh? Evan Wright says, wanted to put over Denise's. What weird, what weird stuff is that? Oh, so thank you for my putting over my Wrestling Observer Live commercial stuff. I appreciate it. Sean Blanford said, thanks for the great Chelsea interview. What are you looking forward to more next week? Anything potentially on Raw or the Yano Evil blindfold match? Oh, the, the blindfold match by far, because it could be a complete trash fire in a funny way. And this is a trash fire in a very sad, depressing way. Uh, Avery, Dun- <laughs> somebody said Bangs doesn't, doesn't sing. That was an accident. There. You just put it. Wow, Sean, you just want to lower my self-esteem, man. I didn't mean to. Avery you know Dun- what? Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Go back to that person that said Bangs don't suit me. You know what, bro? You can suck it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Uh, Avery Dunn said, missed my first raw in years. I've finally given up. Yes. Triple H and my friend Mark stopped shame because I thought Bruce was tapped in with the weekly watchers since hearing his early pods. Ultimately it all comes up on Vince, but do you remember that promo, that triple H promo that was like half in character, half like making fun where he's, where he's talking about, Oh, what if, if, I don't like it. Me and my friend Mark. Well, we'll quit watching. And then people oh, yeah, did yeah. quit. And then people did quit watching Denise. They did, I think, four and a half million viewers for that episode. They're going to do probably 1.7, 1.8 for this one. And a lot of people say, well, what about DVR? I hate to break this to you guys. DVRs existed in 2014. They, they, they were around. There ain't that much technology that's a lot different these days than then as far as watching TV. Not that many people pirate the show. Uh, Anakin says, Denise depends her grown-up diapers. Oh, thanks. I didn't know that. Yes. Why would, who knows that? He does. Um, Seamus issued, Seamus issued, yeah, I did. Seamus issued his open challenge after Adam Pierce encouraged him, but it wasn't for the U.S. title. This was stupid, Denise. This part was, because if it was going to happen like this, why would Sheamus go out of his way to say it's not for the U.S. title? All that does is make me give a shit less about what's going to happen. I'm not that excited about Sheamus being champion. Oh, I am. After after the matches that he had and this, by the way, Humberto came out and got the shit kicked out of him. Just got the, got the brakes beat off of him. I feel like we got, uh, yeah, we got a super chat and said, well, it was good to see Humberto. Yeah, I like seeing Humberto. Uh, I know you think I hate him, but... You do! Since I first no. met you, you've been like, I don't like Humberto. Ugh, well, Humberto needs to be off my television. Humberto he, this. He has no character, no personality. He is a very athletic guy, and um, I think he would be great in a tag team. I think he'd be really good in a tag team. I wish they would put him with his cousin, who is also doing nothing. I'd rather see Umberto than The Miz. I'll tell you. That's all I'm going to say right there. I I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, But he got his ass whipped. Kate Hensler says, Denise's feud with the band's comment guy is better than (laughs) (laughs) Raw. Dang, book it, Vince. And Dylan says, I got an idea. Uh, I got what if, uh, oh, a a what if idea. If I really enjoy and I want to know if there's a way to send it to anyone with time to listen, Angry Denise is the best Denise. I mean, yeah, questions at Fightful.com, my friend. It's the best way to, to get it out there. Oh, 
So let's talk about the Miz. He has a big celebration and he kisses Maurice. I'm glad Maurice is on the show. She at least makes him more tolerable. There's no John Morrison. But Damian Priest comes out and they got to wedge in that Jake Paul reference. They got to wedge it in. And then Maurice accepts a match on Miz's behalf. He's not happy. The match, I did not like. I did not like it at all. I do not think that Damian Priest getting worked over by the Miz is cool. I don't think it's a thing they should do with baby faces. They keep doing this with Damian Priest. He almost got distracted by Maurice again, and then he won. But I don't like this booking of Damian Priest. And at this point, he won. Let's move on. Also, really, they should have done that Bad Bunny interview, aired it last week. Instead of doing that whole underwear thing, I don't even want to remember what happened, but they should have done that. Like, just just put that instead. Like, they could have just easily done that. And, uh, yeah, I hated all of this. It was the match was boring. The babe stuff was boring. All of that. I, I didn't like any of this. Not good at all. Omar Diaz says, Sean, what would Jimmy Uso be back in your opinion? They wanted him back early 2021, but they aired on the side of caution an awful lot for that stuff. Bezo Banks says, am I the only one who kept looking at that woman in the back of Randy's promo thinking was something that something was going to happen? Wait, the red, the red, the red wall? Yeah, yeah. Well, because nothing ever ends with The Fiend, I'm fearful that something will happen. Also, Jimmy Van sent, uh, sent me a message saying that you telling the fan to suck it popped him. Thank you, Jimmy. By the way, <laughs> Raw was brutal today. If you want to send over another raise. There you go. There you go. Wow. <laughs> hey, I wow. got to shoot my shot, Sean. I, I admire it. I admire it. <laughs> Gabe Teal says, it was fair to say that Jake Paul versus Ben Askren was more entertaining than Raw tonight. This show was bad. Did you watch any of Triller? No, but I was uh, seeing the stuff on Twitter, but I didn't watch because that was my weekend off. So I was not even on Twitter that much. So I saw a little bit of the stuff on Twitter, but I heard all about it. And I I appreciate a trash fire, though. I feel like we need to have Denise as our pop culture correspondent for that because it is more of a concert than it is. A fighting event like Doja Cat and Saweetie, Justin Bieber, like I don't want to Snoop, watch with Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. There were a whole lot of people there. It's the kind of thing that they they don't want you to just order fights. They they hope that you're having like a house party or you're at a club and that they're playing this and you can watch some fights in between dancing to music. And I I think it's a pretty good idea. Sold a million and a half pay per views, doing pretty good. Yes, I enjoyed it more than Raw tonight. As ridiculous as it was. Bid Moon says, Drew equals, I think it's a bed. And says, great show, guys. Anakin says, watch new episodes of The Circle on Netflix instead of Raw. Way better. Denise, you'd probably like it. Um, I haven't seen The Circle. I'm currently binge watching Dawson's Creek for the first time in my life. I know. Oof, but you don't I'm like be- Dawson's Creek? No, I'm watching Snowfall. I'm oh. watching Snowfall. It's from your neck of the woods, Denise. Maurice getting back at Miz for him losing her Divas title to Woods on Up, Up, Down, Down. Damn, man. Damn, man. Well, I guess we got to talk more about Raw. Here we go. What's left? There's still a couple things, and they're both bad, Denise. Lana and Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and this is one of the worst booked things I have ever seen. Ricardo Holt says, what the fuck? Oh, it was that. 
Shayna eats another pin. Yes. And Bezos says, I'm not even joking when I say this, but as soon as Mandy and Dana came on, I turned off Raw and just watched Banks and Bel Air for the rest of the show on repeat. Holy crap. This was stupid. So one, Dana and Mandy come out in the middle of the 14th match. 14th match that Lana or Naomi have had with Nia or Shayna since September. 14! And I had someone with the guts to compare this to The Rock and Kurt Angle. Who? I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to pick on them. I'm just saying this is not the same. Now, what most people don't realize is in two on two matches, Shayna and Nia have been cleaning up. They've won like 10, 11, 12 straight matches. But the thing is, Denise, in the middle of that, they've lost 13 matches, singles matches, six man, six woman matches. And Shayna has been pinned in under three minutes six different times. So Dana and Mandy come out and they show all these clips. And Shayna can hold Lana in an arm scissors that whole point, but can't pin her, can hold her in an arm scissors. And then as soon as Nia leaves, they hit the worst face buster on her and she loses. This made everybody look stupid. Given Shayna's history, don't you think that Lana should have, and the fact that she was literally working her arm this entire segment, don't you think that she should have at this point came out with a broken arm? I mean, it kind of killed Shayna there too. It looked really, really, really um, not believable in the nicest way possible. Uh, Again, after the events of last week with Mandy and Dana, there's no reason for me to say I'm going to root for these girls. There's no reason whatsoever because you can't root for baby faces that are are afraid, that are constantly afraid. I can't get behind that. This was not good. And then the backstage stuff. And here's one more thing. Here's one more thing, actually. You know, you mentioned the fact that how many times the 14 and all of that, that we've seen this. When you go back and you think of the four women that got released, Chelsea, Peyton, Billy, Mickey, you're telling me that we got rid of four people so that we can see the same things over and over again in the women's division. Like it was one of those things that it just, it was the first thing that you can think of when you were seeing this. It's like, how? I, I felt I felt that way last week when we saw the same match again last week. And I thought, wow, Chelsea and Mickey tried to cut their own angle to be a team. The Iconics got split up. You need those teams. You need those teams. Zach Barber says Shayna deserves better than this. And uh, Dylan says, wasn't Shayna a powerhouse? It's so sad now. My God. Not no more. Dakota says they've messed up Shayna since Mania last year. They have had her. They should have had her squashed back in under a minute. But no, they have her look dumb in every match. I think if they would have known what they know now, they probably would have had her beat Becky. But that's not how it happened. So what did happen was that Dana and Naya, or Dana and Mandy are backstage. Oh, we're not bullies. We're not petty. Actually, Naya's petty. Well, they're all petty. They're all jackasses. Not not the people. Let me, let me just establish to you guys, before you go tagging them, I mean the characters they're portraying on the show, not the people. I think they're both wonderful people. I've met them. I've interviewed both of them. They're great. 
Their characters are assholes. Richie says Dana and Mandy are definitely heels in this feud. So what happens is Shayna comes up and he, she says, start focusing or else. And Nia goes, or else what? And yeah, Denise, or else what? Or else what? Shayna's going to challenge her to a fight and get rolled up in three minutes? What the what the fuck would she be scared of? Shayna Baszler? We're talking Shayna Baszler outside of WWE Monday Monday Night Raw? Yeah, be scared shitless of her. She'll choke you out. She'll make you shit your pants if she wants you to. But Shayna Baszler of Monday Night Raw? Or what? Nothing. Nothing here. This is this is not good. It's just, and I feel like I've said that a million times, but I don't know what else to say. What else is there to say, really? Mm, man, Rob Reed says I turned it off because I knew Shayna was about to eat a pen. Yep. Rob Wilkins says, you know, Raw sucks when the Truth Truth Vape commercials are better. Vince must know Raw sucks since he shows up late. Any word on why? Also, Reed selling the merch. Yeah, check out Rob's uh, feature selling the merch. I think he's going to bring that back somewhat regularly, but that is uh, now on FightfulWrestling.com. Make sure you check it out. But I did report on FightfulSelect.com today that Vince McMahon did show up late to the creative meeting. That's not all I reported. I got more on an Impact Wrestling departure. I got the person who produced the Sammy Owens, Kevin, or Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens match. That was the only one missing from that list last week. I had news on a female group that was supposed to debut on the main roster in 2020. I had a bunch of notes on Bo Dallas, Chelsea Green, Samoa Joe, Mickey James, a lot of notes on the releases, uh, news on WWE being shorthanded at the Raw after Mania, news on Kevin Dunn maybe not getting Billy Kay. That was trending too, BTW. Oh, it sure was. News on a new ROH contract that got signed. I had all the exclusive news on Eva Lisa's AEW departure, and I got more coming. I got uh, news of a WrestleMania match that was changed the week of the show, a finish rather. Had all the news of the main event of night two, Dan Housen Ring of Honor update, post WrestleMania plans, and the finish to another major WrestleMania match that was changed. FightfulSelect.com. We broke all those stories since last Monday. Last Monday, hot diggity freaking damn. Evan Wright says, Sheeta versus Conchi has me incredibly excited this week. Me too. Tay Conchi was somebody in NXT that I didn't get. I didn't get. Ken Shearer says, I feel like one of those people, those Shayna had a bad record in MMA, people has ruined her creative. Anybody that talks about Shayna Baszler's record being bad in MMA, well, I, they sure as hell didn't cover her in MMA like I did because she was a pioneer. She was ahead of the curve. She was she was fighting before they were making any reasonable living at one point she was like 14 and six she was considered one of the top women in the world she's got some really incredible wins she's got a highlight reel that is very very long she is very important to the history of female mma gabe teal says i don't understand how as baby faces dana and mandy can talk trash to naya and shana while being too scared to fight him it doesn't make any sense does it yeah, and it seems like that was exactly what I just said, that again, as baby faces, or they're supposed to be baby faces, even though a lot of people are saying they're heels. So there you go. The lines are completely blurred, and we're all coming out here with different outcomes of what they are. But again, there's no reason to cheer for them as baby faces. Well, we're at the main event, but let's get this super chat first. Richie says, why is the entirety of Retribution's offense kicks and punches? Remember when NXT showcased how good of a wrestler Dijakovic was? 
I can't speak for Dijakovic, but I can tell you that when I wrestled in a mask, it was a whole hell of a lot different than when I wrestled outside of a mask. And I would do stuff that I didn't think would hurt anybody or hurt myself because I couldn't see shit. I couldn't breathe worth a damn in it. It was a lot different. I was not used to it. Now, I get the feeling that by now he's probably a little bit more used to it, but I that would be my hunch. Evan Wright says, good friend of Conan O'Brien, Danhausen. Did you see that? No. I did an interview with Danhausen, and the next thing you know, Danhausen's on Conan O'Brien's show. Ooh, that's kind of good, though, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Rob Reed says, is it bad that Billy Gunn and QT Marshall has been more excited than anything else I've seen on Raw? No, I think Billy Gunn is a, is a fine attraction to have on AEW. He's a guy that everybody knows. He's in great shape, and he can still do a little bit of stuff. Remember when Raw used to be the A show? I was excited. Now it is A shitty show. Uh, Robert Sally says, feels like Raw is overbooked to be a bad soap opera now. I, I would love it if it ha- if it was half as interesting as a soap opera, Denise. That's true. All the ups and downs and the little the little cliffhangers. I'm there for that. I man, my grandmother was watching Days of Our Lives when some some crazy lady got possessed, and it was way is better. That show than- still going on. Probably. I think it I is, know. isn't it? I don't know. But he says, would love to hear from a wrestling fan the same age as Vince. That's the only thing of Raw. Well, that's the only people that are watching right now. The entire 18 to 49 watches our show after Raw. What the hell? What the hell? Uh, we, and we've got some super chats about the main event. Nerd Guru said, they made Rhea a dork again already. First, you do her so dirty last year and she had to rebuild herself. Now she's a dork again. Unbelievable. Denise, do you know how many times I've mentioned like them making Rhea the <laughs> girl? They've done it again. I and that's what bums me out. So earlier I said this, and I kind of have to reiterate it again because again, all of these girls in their own right are great for a reason. But right now, not one of them to me is drawing enough attention for me to say, oh man, I'm stoked about the direction in which is this is going. And I didn't expect that because when I saw Rhea Ripley win, I win the title, I thought that we were going to go in a whole new direction. Yeah. But I almost feel, and I hate to say this, but right now it just doesn't feel like she's ready to be champion. I don't know if that's like, I'm not saying it's on her, but I'm saying it's like the way that she's been presented. It hasn't been great. From a promo perspective and like a facial expression perspective, I see it. Like I loved the NXT segment with her and Bianca last week. But like when she's looking back at the ramp, like, oh, like she's a fangirl. That's not how Rhea Ripley should be presented. No, I feel like she's not. I I feel like she was different to me on NXT, the way that she presented herself and the way that she carried herself and confidence wise. I'm not seeing the exact same confidence right now on Raw. And unfortunately, stuff like that shows and it bumps me out because really Rhea Ripley is like the person that I'm rooting for that I'm most excited for to see her see her reign as champion. But I'm just not feeling it right now. And I'm not feeling like if they were going to say like, oh, would you want to have Oscar's champion again or or Charlotte? I'm not feeling it in any direction. I still want to see what Rhea Ripley does, obviously, because she is the champion. And I want to see her have a good reign because this her first reign is going to dictate a lot of her future going moving forward. So I want to see a good reign for Rhea Ripley. But I do think right now, I don't think we're seeing the confidence in her that we had seen before. And she was a much better lone wolf than Baron Corbin ever was. And I think that would have fit her. 
don't have her say a lot. Don't have her come out and be like, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. Like, she can go out there and, and like, show respect to Raquel without being like, yeah, we're so cool. Like that, like, it doesn't fit her strengths. I think eventually maybe it will, but the presentation, they always fumble it. They do this with everybody. They're going to do it with Bianca. They did it with Roman. They've done it with Braun. They did it with Drew. They they just become the hee-hee-hee. Like... And that's why people got bored of the Drew run, too. Like, there were people that were bored of it. Why? Because that's what you were getting. Yeah. Norm Summers says, It looked like Rhea designed Charlotte's gear. SRS in the Chelsea interview. AEW Dark. Elevator. Great. Or elevation. Great. <laughs> Raw. Actively poopy. Denise. Diapers for you, Denise. Eye drops for SRS. Thank you. Also, we should mention that Angel Garza popped up and... Like he's he's the new person flirting with uh, Nia Jax, so cool. Do I think Franklin's gonna kill Alton? I'm only on episode five of season Wait, one. What happened so. to Reginald? Hopefully they wrote him off. Hopefully they wrote him off. But I'd like to write off this main event. Denise, this match was not good. Charlotte Nasco was not good. They missed all over the place, and we're talking about three Oscar matches over the course of eight nights that have been bad. Like not. Oh, they were okay. Including a WrestleMania match. Including WrestleMania. They've been bad. Like missing spots and all that and a distraction finish. She she did call Charlotte a bitch and screamed at her earlier. I mean, I the guess that The bitch line was... doesn't do it anymore. Everybody no. says the B word. That's it. Everybody's done it. Everybody's like, blah, 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 you bitch. All the time, the men and the women. I'm not going to... I've heard so many bad words in my life. The B word ain't going to do it. Yeah. So that doesn't do it for me. This match was bad. It was bad. They were not on the same page. And Charlotte already loses. She's back and she loses. It doesn't seem like in the direction that they're heading towards, obviously with the three-way, it doesn't make sense to have Charlotte lose in this. I think she should have definitely picked up the win here. Um, considering that, especially we're starting to see this new Charlotte. And I kind of I kind of wish that they would take it a step further with Charlotte. And we kind of saw glimpses of that today where she was a little bit you know, upset after tonight's match. But I would like it if she kind of went a step further and just was like really, really upset. But, but at the same time, it would have made more sense for her to actually win and be that dominant person. Uh, what is she calling herself? Oh yeah. The opportunity to be the opportunity. If she's on fire and she's, you know, she's winning all these matches and she's having all these great matches and she's going out here and she's saying she's the opportunity, then that makes more sense than to actually have her lose. So it's like, she's saying one thing and we're seeing another thing. So I don't necessarily love that either, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I get why they would want Oscar to get this win. But it just would make more sense to me to actually have Charlotte win this match. After this, Charlotte beat the shit out of a ref. I thought that was very cool. Zach Barber says, Charlotte's being fined $100,000 and being suspended indefinitely. So maybe we're being spared the triple threat. Oh, no. I would much rather have a triple threat than Charlotte, uh, than Asuka against Rhea for a third time. Those two matches were bad. They were real bad. I don't need to see that at all. And Colt Bedeau says, I was counting on Rhea for the DQ lost bet. And WWE Mark says, Charlotte gets a title match for attacking the ref. Well, no, as Matt and Caleb Graham says, Charlotte's being suspended indefinitely and fined 100000 uh, taken from Twitter. I mean, it, sure, but I, I don't want her to be gone that long. We've had Charlotte gone long enough, I think. I'm ready to see her back in the ring. 
No, they'll probably do something like I didn't even see that until they mentioned the whole Twitter thing. So sure. Brandon Charles Powell says on Rhea Ripley's Wikipedia page, it says that her inspiration growing up was the Miz. I need one of you what? to inter- interview her so she can utter those words. Well, I mean, she would have been like 12, 13 when he was at like his peak, like WWE title stuff. I could kind of see it. Somebody had to be Miz fans back then. Somebody. Yeah. They wrestled just alike. Rhea Ripley. All those people now. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. WWE, give me that interview. Denise, if they give it to you, say, no, 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 no. I want Rhea Ripley. Oh. And if they give it to you, Denise, say, no, 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 no. I'd rather Sean Ross Sapp have it. And I'll say. Why would I do that, Sean? Why would I do that? Must be nice. No, I don't want to do that. Must be nice, Denise. Hey, I need to get, I need to, whatever opportunity I can get, I have to take it, okay? It's called show business, not show friends. Wow. TMK (laughs) says they should bring in Paige to be Rhea's manager. I would need like full-on heel Paige, not Kabuki Warriors manager Paige. But yes, I do think that Rhea should have a mouthpiece. I honestly think that Paul Heyman would be a really good one for her, but he's got other stuff going on right now. Uh, Resdog92 says, based on the booking of late, what would the motivations for Becky or Ronda to come back to this dumpster fire be? Uh, money. Money. That's it. Money. Must be nice. Denise, what do you got going on? I have a lot of things going on, guys. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. I have shoes. Shoes. <laughs> I have shoes. I was going to say shows and I said shoes. All right. I have shoes on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, Fridays. Uh, anyways, I have shows, obviously, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on F4W Online, where I talk about NXT, AEW, Dynamite, and SmackDown. Uh, so check those out after you're watching the Fightful ones. Feel free to come on over and pop in and say hello. And yeah, and then Impact Rebellion, I'll be on here with you. Yep, it's going to be a good week, guys. Shows every single night. Tuesday, the Alex Palowski post-NXT show. Please go over there. Please send Super Chats. Um I greatly appreciate it. Wednesday, I'm getting my vaccine tomorrow, so I'm hoping I feel good to go Wednesday. Because I You're know getting it get... tomorrow. I'm getting my second one on Wednesday, and I'm kind of hey. scared. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping I'll feel okay. But the listing, your boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. The post NX or the post AEW show, 10 10 Eastern. Thursday night, we got an Impact Watch Along. Uh, Friday, SmackDown. Saturday, UFC Watch Along. Sunday, Rebellion. And of course, guys, I got that Chelsea Green interview. We've got articles going up all week. I dropped an interview with Dan Housen in person. It was so much fun. Uh, We've got a few more super chats. Cyclops says, show business, not show friends. Dylan says, Charlotte's matches haven't been good in a while. She hasn't been in a position to have like great, great matches. She's been put in tag matches, two-minute matches, uh, stuff where it's like DQ stuff or... You want her to be in there with great workers. She hasn't had like a singles match with another great worker in a long, long time. Like that's just the sad reality of it. Thoughts on the Stone Cold A&E episode. I'm 30 minutes into it. I watched it. Bam. It was awesome. I really liked it actually. It told a really nice story. I think it was like an hour and 25 minutes. Well, I watched it on the actual website. So I don't know if that included the time with the ads or whatever, but I re- I thought they got a lot in, in that short amount of time. There was a lot of really good stuff in there, especially like from like the early stuff. I liked when he would talk about like 
having to drive 400 miles for like 20 yeah. bucks, calling his mom to ask him, ask her for $40 for his birthday. And then I kind of got no sad spoilers. The end. That's in the beginning, Sean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's in the beginning. Um, guys, what? What? Okay, I'm done talking. Go on, Sean. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm not even allowed to talk. I also have an interview with Eddie Edwards dropping this weekend. But uh, guys, if you do one thing, please share that Chelsea Green interview and check it out. Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.